Welcome to our Frontline City Church podcast. This message will activate and inspire you in the supernatural love of God to find your purpose and reach your destiny through Christ. presence of God just this is how the church must be you know just don't worry about it I want to tell you to get ready for coming out of you know formalities just don't worry about it you're going to be caught up in the presence of God and no one's going to say a word and you're just going to go filled this is what we're experiencing at this season in our lives don't worry about the formalities. It doesn't matter. I think sometimes you may lose some people, but they'll come back because they'll never get this thing anywhere else. The presence of God. The presence of God is strong. It's thick in this house. It's thick. The, the, the issue is that, you know what happens? The enemy, because of our, every one of us, Apostle right here, Apostle Paul right there in the Bible. Sometimes we walk in the flesh, in our carnalities, you know. And so what happens is we magnify the, 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 the experiences of the flesh. We magnify the storm. We magnify the situation. Hmm? You know, I, I worked for a big government, you know, number one government company and one of the things they taught us is to be always become situationally aware and that's not a good word for our church of God because we can become situationally aware it means aware of the situation around us we forget that we carry the mantle of God the presence of God yeah and we've been accustomed to that way of thinking because we grow up in our in school, education, the systems of life, the work, corporate ladders, and all of those things, right? And I know it goes against some of the, 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 the protection, the security people that I hear, policing and all of that, because it's so important for them to be situationally aware. But in the seasons of life and the places that we are today, we should become aware of God. As children of God, we should become aware of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. So now maybe I can do the introduction and say thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> I'm here with a blessing from my apostle and prophet, uh, Apostle Nikki, Prophet Lillian, whom I refer to as my mom and dad, without whom I'd never met this lovely man of God awesome and audacious man oh and my sister if I only had place I'd steal her away keep her with me she came home so I showed her the beach and I showed her the place and I thought you know she'd stay as soon as her husband jumped in that car she said hey I'm jumping with him she loves him so much she loves him so much she leaves the beach to come here 
<laughs> awesome woman of God. Thank you. Thank you so much to Frontline City Church, your leadership. Appreciate you. How are you, sir? Love you. Thank you so much, yeah, for having us. Pastor Freddy, God bless you. And, um, you know, I bring you greetings from our church in Scottborough, Highway of Holiness Family Church. How many of you have been there? You can put your hand up. Wow, praise God. Yeah, praise the Lord. Wow, quite a few of you. Wow. I love the place and, uh, you know, God has called us there. Yeah, and he's doing a work there. I believe that. Um, yeah, I have a lovely wife, Prophet Avi, and two lovely children. We're serving in the ministry, just like you, serving in the ministry with us. And so we're so excited about what God is doing. And I'm missing them today, so that's why I was crying. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was crying because of the presence. I think we must just become, you know, so aware of the presence and forget about, you know, our makeup. Forget about how made up we are. Besides the makeup for the ladies, you know, how made up we are. And sometimes men want to be strong, you know, and show themselves strong. But, you know, all throughout the Bible, many of the people, when they came in the presence of God, they... There was a lot of honor and reverence for his presence. And don't lose that. Don't lose sight of that. Yeah? It's awesome to be in his presence. Yes? And big things are going to happen. Amen? I want you to say, I am born of God. Say, and I do the word of God. Say, it comes naturally in my life. Say, I will build up and I will be built up in this next chapter of my life. Yeah. Somebody say, I am a covenant child of God. Therefore, what affects others outside is not permitted to affect me. Somebody say, I am a covenant-keeping child of God, like my daddy, who's a covenant-keeping God. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. If you want to turn to your Bibles and preach the Word of God in the next 20, 20, 25 minutes or so, and uh, let me just give you some encouragement. Uh, and Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Uh, yeah, and you can just hit it and let it go. I just want to read it first so you get it in your memory. I know some of you have not read the Word of God maybe in your last, like Apostle, you know, from last week Sunday. On that day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across. Somebody say, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with him in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern. Somebody say, he was in the stern. Asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind. Say, he rebuked the wind. And he said to the sea, peace be still. Right. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said to them, 
Why are you afraid? Somebody look at your neighbor and say, why are you afraid? Somebody look at your other neighbor and say, have you no faith? <laughs> Just be far away from them so they don't smack you. Yeah? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey you? Mark chapter 5, and you can read this at home, and I'm just going to just peruse through it from 1 to 20, and I'm just going to hit a few highlights for you. And they came to the other side of the sea, to the countrymen of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately they met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. And he lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain, for he often, be, he often had been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart and he broke the shackles in pieces. My God, no one had the strength to subdue him. Verse 7, and crying out loud with a voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. Verse 9, and Jesus asked him, What is your name? And he replied, My name is Legions, for we are many. Verse 11, now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, Send us to the pigs and let us enter them. And 13, so he gave them permission and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs and the herds, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and were drowned. Hallelujah. And verse number 18, and he was getting into the boat and the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him and he did not permit him but said to him, go to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy. And 20 says, and he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone marveled. Hallelujah. Praise God. As they were going, there rose a storm of wind. Every storm is made up of two components. One is the water and the other is the wind. The water can only be as boisterous as the strength of the wind. If there's no wind, though the water is there, there'll be no storm. But many a times in our lives as children of God, we see the physical in front of us, which is the water. Two elements, water and the wind. And we are so focused on the water that brings fear into our lives. But yet, there is an invisible element to the water or to the storm or to the situation. There's an invisible element. There are spiritual activities for the seasons we are traversing. And sometimes storms can be so big that we forget that there's more to the storm than what meets the eye. Yeah? And in this season, I think God is awakening the church to arise. He's bringing the church back into the mode of revival. There's a stirring in the hearts of men and women to come back to holiness, to come back to godliness. Because every season in your life, 
is greater than what you are actually going through. And you have to be in a place to understand that there are spiritual forces that are fighting. But why? What did Jesus and the disciples do? They decided to move. Every time you decide to move, every time you decide to go to another level, every time you decide, listen, I'm not staying here. I'm shifting myself. That is the very time you'll see storms come. Because the enemy is not happy with progress. The enemy is not happy with success. The enemy is not happy with progression in your life. So every time you come to a place of promotion, you come to a place of progression, you come to a place of acceleration, advancement, shifting, there are storms that you will face. And some people go through, you know, that shift, that move, until the storm hits them, and then they want to go back. But yet they've already traversed halfway through. And it's going to take you the same amount of time to go through the storm. But because we are not in the presence of God to understand that there are greater elements that are fighting us, we want to go back. Abram's father should have gone to the promised land, but he got halfway because of a storm. He took cover halfway and he never finished it. The church has to come to a place of seeing that there are greater elements and forces behind. The reason why Jesus and the disciples were going over to the other side, in fact, their journey was to Decapolis, but they got caught in a storm that made them harbor at the Gerasenes. Why? Because there's somebody there who needed to be delivered. That the spirits of the garrison that were in control saw that a deliverer was coming and tried to stop them. That's why Jesus, when he got up, he did not shout at the water. Because they needed the water to get across. He rebuked the wind. He said, wind, shut up. Wind, be quiet. Because Jesus saw more than the physical. And the church needs to be in a place to see more than your physical. Now I'm talking to somebody who's going through a storm. I'm talking to somebody who's going through a situation. I need you to rise up in your faith. I need you to stand up. I need you to say to that thing. That there is a greater force. And I have the authority to rebuke you. I need somebody to holler at that thing. You got to fight your storms. You got to stand up and put muscles in the spirit. You got to. Somebody say you got to. Somebody tell your neighbor you got to. Say you got to. Give me some volume in the morning. Say you got to. You got to fight. You got to fight. Say, I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to turn back.
if God brought me this far, then God will take me the distance I have to go. If I have to walk it alone and I don't feel him near me, but I know God has brought me this far not to leave me dead. Come on, somebody. In fact, in the middle of the storm, you should tell the devil, you should have killed me before I started my journey because I ain't stopping. Somebody say, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop at the hurdles. I'm not going to stop at the barriers. I'm not going to stop at the speed bumps. Come on, somebody. Say, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for my children. I'm going to fight for my family. I'm going to fight for my nation. I'm going to fight for my generation. The reason why the storm raged in the middle of the ocean was because there was a destiny about to be unveiled. There was a generation that was about to be delivered. You don't understand. Sometimes you think the storm is about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. The enemy sees a greater value in your life. And so that is why you frustrate you with the storm. Because he knows that you can deliver generations. That you can break people out from their bondages. That there's a destiny on the other side. The Bible says that when God came on the other side and broke the chains off of the one that was in bondage, He said He went and delivered 10 cities. There were 10 cities that were needing to be delivered. That is why there was a storm. And you keep thinking it's about you. You were called to be a deliverer. You were called to break that bondage. You were called to break that curse. You were called to be that interruption. You were called to change the situation. Because generations ahead of you are fighting. There's some still fighting in your loins. Some in your womb. Some four generations to come. They are fighting to be born. And it's all about what you do. You've got to traverse your storm. You've got to fight your storm. Come on, somebody. Come on! Sometimes people feel they don't have storms in their life. They're very good. And they look bad at other people that have storms. With correction, I'd say this. Sometimes you are not going anywhere. That's why you don't have a storm. Sometimes the storms are there so that they can push you into your destiny. Sometimes the storms are there so they can build your character. The storms are there so they can mold you, shape you. You never understand why Joseph had to face 13 years when God said to him, you will be the king. You will be the next leader. You will be the next ruler. But 13 years traversing a storm and you'll never know any time you can wake up the next day and be found in the palace. But you got to fight your storm. Uh, <laughs> oh 
my God, my God. And so it's so important for us to carry the presence of God. The Bible says this, the disciples got up, right? And they ran to the master who was asleep in the stern, right? They were in the midst of the presence of God in the boat. My God, you don't understand. Jesus afterward gets up and says to them, what is wrong with you? Because they said, Master, do you not care that we perish and die? You are sleeping. Sometimes you're only accustomed to the word being spoken, but not the presence being felt. Jesus said to them, don't you understand that I'm also in the same boat? That if it capsizes, I too will die. That is why we need to become aware of the presence of God in the storm. Imagine this boat if the disciples had only the faith to understand that, listen, to be in his presence is more than enough. Verify that he's in the boat. That's all I have to do. That's all you have to do is verify that he's in the boat. That, that, that's all you have to do in the storm. Verify he's in the boat. Now the boat may have holes. Now the boat may be wanting to sink. There may be a raging storm. You may be at the end of your life. But verify Jesus is in the boat. Imagine this boat would be greater than the Titanic. The first boat ever crossed an ocean with full of holes in it and never sank. I don't know who's looking like they got full of holes in their bodies, man. Full of holes in your pockets, full of holes in your shoes. But you traverse the storm with the presence of God. There are people that have gone through things in life that are so unimaginable. But they came out. They came through. Somebody say, I'm going to go through this thing. Somebody say, I'm going to come through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to pull you through it. Say, I'm going to pull you through it. I can't hear you. Say, I'm going to pull you through it. Yeah, you got to talk to me. I need some faith. Say, I'm going to pull you through it. My God, my God. The reason why the disciples and Jesus were fighting a storm is not because they were unfaithful. How many of us today, we look at a person in the church and because they're going through a storm, yeah, that brother, don't go next to them. That's just a, no, a storm in their lives. When I see people going through a storm, I go and check what are they fighting. Generations, family lines, church, community, areas, they influence. How much of influence? And the worst thing, Apostle, is that the greater the influence, the greater the storm. Because the greater the release, the greater the souls, the greater the destinies. And so sometimes the storms, I mean the storms that you face, I can't even bear. Because of the influence. So before you judge somebody going through a storm, 
God has called them to be a deliverer in their generation. Come on, somebody. And I see people here that God has called you to deliver nations. God has called you to deliver a company of people. And you must be willing to fight. Come on, somebody. The, the Bible talks about <clears throat> that that city, the Gerasenes, it was controlled by demonic entities. The economy of that city was controlled by demonic entities. That is why when, when they had to go down, because the Gerasenes were, were stock farmers, animals. That's why they had 2,000 pigs there. They weren't keeping it as a pet. <laughs> they may have one, you know, two. They had 2,000 because they were, they were farmers. The economy, that devil took the economy that day down of that city. And the first thing the devil will fight when you come for deliverance is your economy, your finances. He will fight it to the nail. He will negotiate. But you are breaking through to deliver a greater need. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Yeah? Hmm? My God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, you know, if you read in the word in Genesis, the Bible says, Joseph. The Bible says, the Lord was with Joseph and he was successful. Imagine you telling Joseph that while he's in prison. You're successful, man. You're successful. I came to tell somebody who's in a prison right now that you're successful. Because you got the presence of God. I came to tell somebody that there's so much of favor in your life, though you're losing everything. There is favor in your life because God is with you. All Joseph needed was the presence of God. All you need is the presence of God. You don't need anything else. You need the presence of God. Be captivated by the presence of God in your storms. Be captivated by the presence of God even in your prison moments. It's funny how they had to put Jesus on the cross with prisoners. When you go through your storm, you feel exactly the same as a rogue. You'll be put in the same position as a prisoner. You'll put in the same position as a lazy person. You'll be put in the same position as one who has failed. When you go through the storm, the enemy will bring you amongst failures. But you're not a failure. You're not a failure. Come on, somebody. Are you listening to me? You are not a failure. You are not a failure. You got the presence of God in your life. Amen. So there is a spiritual element behind every storm that needs to be rebuked. Just like how your success in life is not by yourself.
we come so quickly to run to the front and testify God was with me and I made it through but we don't understand that in your storm there's demonic entities too that need to be addressed address them fight in the realms of the spirit speak in tongues if you cannot speak anything else can I talk to somebody there's storms that I had to traverse I didn't even have the word of God but man I went on my knees and I started to speak in tongues come on somebody some places I've been the only thing I could do was say Sometimes I'll stand with an empty bank account and say, Sometimes I'll be unemployed and nobody's looking at me. But the only thing I could do was say, Matakayando roboshe, ribakatala maroboste, rabanda rabashe rebarabando. Sometimes I spend days just speaking in tongues. Sometimes I spend months just speaking in tongues. I don't know about you, but the only thing I wanted was the presence of God. Even when there was no word inside of me, but I know His presence was with me. Come on. Sometimes you just need to holler in tongues. The Bible says the Spirit of God knows what you have need of. He'll make intercession for you with groanings. Come on, you got to come out of your flesh. There are three persons in this life. A natural man, a carnal man, a spiritual man. Which one are you? Most people in the church are in the carnal place. Born again, filled in the Spirit. But alive to the emotions, alive to the flesh. That's a place where you need to switch and come in the spirit and walk in the spirit, even though the flesh is failing. Come on, somebody. Ephesians chapter 2 14 said, For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. Many of us, you know, we become hostile in storms. But I want to tell you, Jesus Christ broke the walls of hostility. Don't let your process divide you from the presence. I want you to feel His presence in this place today. Come on, somebody. I want you to feel His presence. Say, Lord, I feel your presence in this place. In my storm. In my season, I feel your presence. Say, Lord, there are places, you know, where I think you're not there, but I know you're there. Even when you don't feel, say, I feel your presence. Say, I feel your presence. Come on, say, I feel your presence. Jesus knew it was more than water. When he said, I rebuke, you wind stop peace. The Bible says he rebuked the wind. He said, peace be still to the water. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, somebody. There's always an endurance 
always an endurance. Whenever you want to do something, there's always an endurance. Paul said to me, I want Paul said, I wanted to come to you, but who? Satan hindered me. The devil will always hinder your progress. The devil will always hinder what you want to do. Not your brother, not your sister, not your boss at work. The devil. Become aware of the presence. Hmm? The devil will hinder you. My God. Sometimes we can go to God and say, Why carest thou not? Carest thou not that we die? Hmm? What is it about a lifting that you cannot give me? Sometimes when we go through our storms, the immediate thing we turn to our pastor and our prophet and our apostle and we say, yeah, it's because of you. You told me to do this. You told me to get married. You told me to start the business. You told me. You to it's funny how we always look for somebody to blame. Care is not that we die. You're sleeping. Didn't you tell us to cross this lake? Now we're about to die. It's just, you know, a natural man to say or blame somebody else. But yet you are fighting for a destiny. You are fighting to release something big in the future. And sometimes the enemy sees it more clearly than we are. Why? Because the enemy is in the spirit. He's functioning in the spirit. He's operating in the, in the spirit. The enemy is operating in the spiritual realm. That's why he can see it better than you. And so as a natural man or carnal man, you need to become a spiritual man to see in the spirit. Say, Lord, open my eyes to see the spiritual things, spiritual forces, spiritual elements. Come on, somebody. Hmm? My God. Sometimes, Apostle, your faith can annoy faithless people because they look at you and say, why are you so calm? Don't you know you're going through a storm? Sometimes your faith can annoy faithless people. Have faith that annoys faithless people. Maybe going through things in life, but put your head up. I tell my church, I give them the, the theory of the Madagascans. The penguins, I said, smile and wave, boys. Come on, smile and wave. Sometimes in your storms, all you need to do is just smile and wave. Come on, come on, come on. Say, I'm going to smile and wave. Everything is falling. I'm going to smile and wave. I'm losing my job, losing my business, losing my dream. Smile and wave. I'm going to smile and wave. Sometimes that's all the enemy needs to see because he cannot think. Come on, somebody. Silence has a voice. 
The presence of God has a voice. You don't need anything else. The presence of God will speak for you. The presence of God will speak for you. God speaks his voice is very expensive because you have to go through a preparation you have to go through a process yeah I mean you can go sleeping as a prisoner the one day and get up the next day as a prime minister come on somebody <laughs> you can go to bed tonight and think where is my next meal going to come and tomorrow get up with a house full of groceries. Come on, somebody. Don't have money to pay my rent, but you'll get up and everything is done. Never underestimate the power of God on your life. Am I right? Am I talking to somebody? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord and lean not on our own understanding. The word trust in the Lord is relationship, presence. Seeking God over everything. Being in His presence over everything. I just want to be in the presence of God. Every day of my life. I've traversed storms that I've seen people. The storms that I had to walk through. I've seen people jump over off buildings to kill themselves. 20-story buildings, 30-story buildings. People hung themselves. You don't need to do that. You don't need to be suicidal about anything that you're facing. You need the presence of God. I want somebody to grab that this morning. The presence of God. You don't need to. There are people today that want to drive off a cliff. There are people today want to just end life. Because the battle is so strong. Just carry the presence of God. If that's you there. If that's you. I know there's quite a few of you here. I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to say anything. I just want you to say this. Lord. Fill me with your presence. Say this thing. That I am facing. Is too big for me. I rest in the fact of knowing that you are here in my midst that your presence is in my storm say your presence is in my storm hallelujah says that how a big ship is directed by a little so are big storms directed by this voice that you have come on somebody you can stand outside and sometimes do this in faith 
Just walk outside your balcony. Just walk outside your door. Just walk wherever you are. Stop the car if you have to. Stand out in the street. Lift your hand up. And say, I command that storm to be still. To shut up. Say, I command every raging water in my life to be still. Say, peace. Say, shalom of God over every raging, boisterous water in my life. Say, shalom to you. Say, I speak shalom to you. Say, today, I stand in authority and I say, shalom in the name of Jesus. Say, shalom. Come on, shout it, man. Say, shalom. You don't know your neighbor needs this more than you. Say, shalom. God is going to use the very same thing that tried to take you out to traverse you to your place of destiny. To take you across. To take you on the other side. The very same storm. God is going to shift it in your favor. I'm telling you, God is going to shift whatever you're going through in your favor. I see favor being released in this place. Say favor. Say favor me again, Lord. Say favor me once more. Say favor me now. Say I may have taken my eyes off of you yesterday. But favor me today, God. Say favor me once more. Say I speak favor over my life. Favor in that thing I have to face. Say, favor me, God. I see doors are opening for some people. And you are walking through. Say, door, open now. Say, door, open now. And step in. Come on, somebody. Say, door, open now. Some of you have been applying for jobs, but you have been closed down. Say, door, open now. Someone's wanting a business. Say, door, open now. Say opportunity, come now. Somebody say, I am a businessman or a businesswoman. Say, I am an entrepreneur. Say, I will do it. Hallelujah. Come on. Oh my God. Come on, come on, come on, team. Come up, come on, let's sing. Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes all you need to do is hallelujah. Come on. Yeah. The Bible says this, it says, God said to Ezekiel in the valley, He said, prophesy, speak to those bones, speak to that dry thing, command what? Command the four winds to blow. I want you to know this today, say four winds, blow in my favor, blow in my direction, blow for my progress, blow life into me. Come on somebody. Say four winds of the earth. Blow in my favor. Blow in my favor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Come on, say blow in my favor. Say blow in my favor. Say blow in my favor. God told Ezekiel, speak to those dry bones. Command the four winds. Come on to blow life. I don't know what thing you're facing that feels like it is dead. Come on. Say life be. Say life be. Come on, say life. What is that thing? What is that thing? What is that thing? What is the thing? I know it's business. I know it's something else. I know it's relationship. I feel relationship. Say life be. Say turn it for my favor. There's somebody, every relationship has been working against you. Well, I'm turning it around to work for you. Come on, I speak under the anointing. If that's you, receive it. Receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, my God. Now, for those of you that are here, maybe you're just visiting, maybe you're here just by chance, somebody invited you. The greatest thing you can have is the presence of God. That's what you need. Jesus is the only one that can do it for you. I don't know who here may have not received Christ as your Lord and Savior. If that's you, I want you to lift your hands and receive Him as your Lord and your Savior today. There's one hand there. Somebody else. Come on. I want you to receive Him. Today is your day. Maybe you've turned away from Him. Maybe. Maybe. You know, you just let, you, you let your sight off of Him. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand. Today you're coming back. Today your turnaround is here. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to close your eyes. Everybody lift your hands in this place. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Say, come. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Say, I believe in you. Once more. I believe. Come on. I believe you, Jesus. I believe so much. I believe you forgive my sins. I believe you heal my body. I believe that I am the redeemed of the Lord. Today, I receive Jesus Christ in my heart, over my life, over everything I'm facing. Say, Jesus is with me. I'm coming out stronger, better, and bigger. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Pastor Jack. That was incredible. Let's just give him a hand. Your storm is because of your calling. Your storm is because of where God is taking you. Your storm is because somebody needs what you carry. Oh, Lord Jesus, we just give you honor and praise. How wonderful it was to have your presence again refreshed. Lord God, I pray that everyone as they go from here would experience your presence all the time in the storms and in the beautiful days. We would just appreciate and experience your presence. God bless you people. Yeah. If you're a visitor here, this is your first time, why don't you just raise your hand? We'd like to give you a gift. If you haven't, yes, please. Let's just give the visitors welcome.
So glad you are here. I hope you enjoyed it. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, guys, God bless you. Have a really great week. We're continuing on our journey this week of where I sent out videos of how we are praying for our new property. If you're not on one of the WhatsApp groups, just let one of the leaders know. Any leader, just wave your hand so that people can speak to you and just get their details so that you can send them the WhatsApp. Because God is going to do a miracle that we are going to be surprised. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Thank you, Pastor Jack. That was really, really, really encouraging. Appreciate the word. We love you and your wife so much, and we love your church. So go back there and bless them. Amen. God bless you, people. Have a great week.